You're about to listen to a message of Foundation of Truth Assembly. May the word you hear bear fruit in your heart now and always. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank God for that beautiful worship, the time to give God thanks, the time to give God praise. And on that note, I welcome you to the maiden edition of this Dominion Saints Church service. Dominion Saints Church is an arm of the Foundation of Truth Assembly under the New Wine Ministry, which is the youth expression of Foundation of Truth Assembly. And we happily welcome you to this message, to this service. I pray that the Lord will do you good in the name of Jesus Christ. As we begin um, this uh, service series, we begin with a, a theme that I have captioned more than words, more than words. In this first week, which is the first edition, we will be considering a topic, delete, delete it, delete it. Can we turn our Bibles to the book of Matthew chapter 12? Matthew chapter 12, I'm going to read from verse 33 to 37. This is going to be our anchor text for this three-week series. We're going to be reading this scripture today, we'll read it next week. We'll read it in the upper week. And so I need you to pay attention. I go. Matthew chapter 12, verse 33 to 37. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. Root of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth evil things. But I say to you, that for every idle word men speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord God, as I bring your word today to your people, to your children, to listeners here today, to those who will listen to this message after today, I pray, Lord God, that we will hear you in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord God, beyond hearing you, we want your word to make impact in our lives, transformational impact. Let that be the case in the name of Jesus Christ. I release myself into your hands. Lord, use me as your oracle to speak your word with clarity, with power, with impact in the name of Jesus Christ. I believe that, Lord God, that you are here already with us. Continue to have your way. Be thy exalted most high God. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to our topic. You know, we, we hear things like, oh, talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. And that is very correct. That's a valid, valid word. Talk is cheap. But the part we forget is that talk is made up of words, strings of words, sentences. And because we agree that talk is cheap, which is true, we have a tendency to forget that words are precious. Talk may be cheap, but words are precious. Why? In the beginning, when the Lord was going to create heaven and earth, when he was going to make light, when he was going to make the firmament, when he was going to separate the sea from the land, God only spoke. God only spoke. Words have diverse abilities. 
abilities that we sometimes forget and we do not reap its benefits. The last verse of what we read says, By your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. That means words have ability to justify. Words have ability to condemn. The Bible says, oh, when people want to get saved, they believe in their hearts and confess with their mouth. With their mouth, meaning they speak it. Even the word of faith. So words have ability to both justify and to condemn. Words are creative abilities. Take that note down. One of the abilities that words have is what we call creative abilities. Genesis chapter 1 verse 3. God said, let there be light. And there was light. He spoke. Words. Words carry a lot of energy to create. Words. Let there be light. And there was light. In the book of Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11. God said, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. It shall prosper means that it will accomplish what I sent it to do. Why? God's word carry power. But wait a minute, somebody says, oh, well, that's God's word, not my words. Oh, 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 you are making a mistake. When God made us, he made us in his image and likeness. If God's words carry creative ability, then our words carry creative abilities. The issue is that we don't recognize it, so we misuse it or we don't use it at all. How have you been using your own words? Are you using your words to create and shape your world? Or are you allowing others to use this to destroy you? How have you been using your words? Words can be very potent if used very skillfully. Do you join those who use words to destroy their own lives, to prophesy to their future in the name of it's just I'm saying it the way I feel. If you don't know what to say, keep quiet. You either speak the word of God upon your life or you keep quiet. If your words will not change your situation, if you don't have the right words to improve your situation, give us silence. We would rather take that. Words are impactful. Words are creative abilities. But that's not all. Words also have destructive abilities. Hallelujah. As words can create, words can also destroy. Those who have used words destructively have lived to regret it. Because through their words, they have destroyed things that they ought to have created. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of James chapter 3. James chapter 3. I read verse 5. It said, Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest, a little fire, kindles. You know, in biology, they, they taught us that um, the, there are five senses, you know, the eyes, the ears, the nose, the, the tongue, and the skin, you know, for different um, expressions of how we feel. And we tend to think that the only purpose of the tongue is to taste food, is to eat and taste food. But wait a minute, if you ask um, people who, who are specialized in speech, they will tell you to make a statement, you actually need your tongue a lot. Imagine somebody without a tongue. How are they going to speak? They can make a sound, they can make a speech. So one of the very important functions of the tongue is in speech. So when the Bible says here, and uses the tongue to describe words, 
we need to understand that he said, even so, the tongue is a little member. The product of the tongue here is word. So it's saying, and it boasts great things. See how great a forest, a little fire kindles. So that is a little word actually has an ability to destroy a lot of things. Careless use of words has been traced to the root of several evils that have happened in that world, several wars that have happened, didn't need to have happened, but somebody said something. Certain children, they said certain things to them. They believed it, and it is directing the course of their lives. They have told them, you are so dumb. You can't amount to anything. Your, your face is looking ugly, so you are not attractive. And these children have developed inferiority complex because of the words that people around them have spoken to them. Words carry a lot of power. A lot of power. You see many people, they grow up to become dysfunctional human beings. Trace it to their roots. You will remember, they will tell you that when they were younger, certain people used to say certain things to them. Unfortunately, they believed it and it began to generate the cost of their lives. That's not all. Words also do some other things beyond destroying and creating. Like I said earlier, words can be used in either ways, whether positive or negative. Words have what I call psychological abilities. What do I call it? Psychological abilities. So, how come you speak some words to some people, they feel excited. You speak to some people, they feel like dying. You speak a word, somebody becomes sad. You speak a word, somebody becomes motivated. They just rise. And again, this is a trade already. Some people call motivational speakers. They just come and pump you, aspire to perspire to recover your desire. You know, they just say those things and you feel pumped up. Why? Because words have ability to inflate and to deflate. Certain times, if somebody wants to make you sad, they only need to say something and you get sad. They want to make you depressed. They say something, you become depressed. They want to make you excited. They say something, you get excited. They want to make you buy something to persuade you. They say something. Even though you are proposing your mind, I don't need this. But because of what somebody said, you find yourself dipping your hands into your pocket and buying it. I read Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 from the Message Bible. Proverbs 18 21, it says, Words kill. Words give life. They are either poison or fruit. You choose. Hallelujah. I love this version. I love this version. Words can be used to manipulate people to do whatever the speaker wants them to do. Today, we shall focus on what words we should use and which ones we should determine to delete from our vocabulary. If you keep storing the wrong words, they're going to have a problem because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if what you have on the inside are words that can either destroy or teach your life in a direction other than that for which God wants it to go, you are going to have a problem if you don't delete them. So today we're going to be deleting a lot of stuff. And somebody is asking, Pastor, what do I need to delete? There are three categories of words I want you to delete today. Three categories. Number one are negative words. I want you to delete negative words. Negative words sometimes are spoken by others to you. Sometimes you are the one who speaks those negative words to you. There are times that these negative words come from authority figures. Father, mother, 
your principal in school, your your VC, your lecturer, your course advisors, the government, authority figures. Sometimes a leader, a spiritual leader, negative words pronounced against you, a curse or something. Someone at times, these negative words are spoken by abusers and we will not shy away from the fact that one of the tools that abusers use is manipulation through words, through words. After abusing somebody, they make the person feel inferior. So to gain access to them again, they continue to use words like, yeah, you know that you are not good for any other person but me. So let's just keep this between the two of us. And that way they continue to manipulate their victims. So abusers talking down on people, you know, abusing people with their body features. You are so fat. You are so slim. You are so dark. Your dentition is poor. This and that, your legs are bent. So there's a way those words pierce through our hearts and tilt our lives in a direction other than that which God wants it to go. At other times, it's from norms that we have accepted as a family. Maybe in a family, there is a belief system that in this family, nobody ever goes to the university. In this family, nobody ever gets a good job. In this family, nobody ever builds a house. Nobody ever buys a car. Nobody ever travels out of the country. And shh, you believe it. Once you believe it, it has an ability to continue to propel you in a certain direction. Ultimately, our lives go in the direction of our most dominant thoughts and words. Why? There is a strong connection between what we think and what we say. In fact, with what we do and what we become. And that's why we've got to delete these words. Look at one person in the scriptures. His name Jabez. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9. The Bible says, Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez. Hmm. Do you want to know the meaning of the name Jabez? Literally, that word means it will cause pain. How terrible! How can you give birth to a child and you name it? It will cause pain. It will cause pain. So over time, the Bible didn't give us the details. The young man, Jabez, must have grown up answering that name, believing that name, and of course being affected by, by that name. But it got to verse 10. The man said, no, 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 no. I'm not going to have any more of this. No, 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 no. I read verse 9 again. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, Father, and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain, Jesus Christ. So, Try to picture what was in the mind of Jabez when he was making this prayer. All his life, he'd been calling him, this child will cause pain. This child will cause pain. And he got tired of it. He got tired of it. I said, I'm going to delete this name. I'm going to delete this experience. What did he do? That's the right thing to do. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Is there a name you are being called? Is there and alias, they started calling you that you don't like, that you are tired of, 
how to deal with such, how to delete such is to take it to the Lord in prayer like Jabez did. And declare, Lord, I don't want this anymore. I don't want this anymore. Maybe they start calling you failure. Oh, because you failed um, your GC, you failed your mathematics, they say, oh, you are dull, you can never pass mathematics. Oh, because when you were in JSS class, something happened to you, and you, you, you were embarrassed in school, everybody gave you a name because of the events that happened to you. If you want to delete that name, you need to take it to the Lord in prayer and say, Lord, I don't want this anymore. I want a change of name. I want a change of life. There are several people in scriptures, you see, even God initiated their change of name. Abraham to Abraham. Sarah to Sarah. Saul to Paul. Jacob to Israel. Why? Certain things needed to be deleted. Certain expressions needed to be deleted. Jacob was called a supplanter. That is one who is hush puppy in nature. Hmm? Somebody who scams other people out of their possessions. But God said, no, 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 I'm going to change your name. Your name will be called Israel. Praise with God. Praise with God. I decree concerning you today, anyone listening to the voice that I speak today, in the name of Jesus, if there be any wrong name you have been bearing, literal or otherwise, any wrong expression spoken by word upon your life that has been tilting your life in a direction other than that which the Lord proposed for you, I command such names and expressions be deleted from your life in the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord Himself will give you a new name that His mouth shall pronounce in the name of Jesus. In place of sorrow, you shall have joy in the name of Jesus. In place of pain, you shall have peace in the name of Jesus. In place of disgrace, you will be glorified. You will be lifted. You will be elevated. The Lord will celebrate you. The world will celebrate you. In the name of Jesus Christ, your life will have a dramatic turnaround. In the name of Jesus, you that you have been called done, you have been called an entity, may the Lord himself elevate you. In the name of Jesus, in your family, maybe there's a trend that has been going on and everybody so much believes it that it is family, let us just agree that we are not going to amount to much. I decree a turnaround today. In the name of Jesus Christ, from today let your life begin to have a new course. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name I decree. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So any wrong word, any negative name, any wrong thing in your life, you've got to delete it. That's not what God intended for you. Hallelujah. There's a second category of words that I need you to delete. And this is between you and you. Hallelujah. These are words that defile. Amen? Words that defile. Let's go to the scriptures. Matthew chapter 15, verse 10 and 11. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. Matthew chapter 15, verse 10 to 11. This was Jesus speaking. When he had called the multitude to himself, he said to them, Hear and understand. Not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. Hallelujah. Amen. I read another scripture. 
James chapter 3 from 5 to 6. I read it earlier in the uh, NIV. I'm going to read in the message. James chapter 3, verse 5 to 6. Pay attention. A word out of your mouth may seem of no account, but it can accomplish nearly anything or destroy it. It only takes a spark, remember, to set up a forest fire. A careless or wrongly placed word out of your mouth can do that. By our speech, we can ruin the world, turn harmony into chaos, throw mud on a reputation, send the old world up in smoke and go up in smoke with it. Smoke right from the pit of hell. Hallelujah. Have you ever wondered the words we speak, the words we use, the words we know, where do they come from? What is the original words? How do those words enter into our minds? Imagine a little baby just came into the world and they speak what people call the baby language, but over time, they begin to pick words. Where do you think those words are coming from? Their immediate environment. So they pick words from their immediate environment. Today, immediate environment is defined in different, different ways. The strongest immediate environment today is called social media. So the words, I'm, I'm going somewhere, follow me. The words we use, a lot of them come from the immediate environment, strongest of which is social media. If you go on Twitter, you go on Instagram, you see certain words will start trending. A word comes out and everybody is using it. A certain expression comes out and everybody is using it. This is how those words creep into our vocabulary. Whether it's a good word or it's a bad word. So we have a lot of words coming from social media. Number two place. We have a lot of new words. New ways of thinking. New statements. Coming from movies. Especially during this lockdown period, many people have, um, have increased the number of movies they have watched like never before. So new movies, new words, new expressions, new thoughts. All these are seeds that go into our hearts. And from our hearts, from what our heart is filled with, from the abundance of the heart, then they must begin to speak those new words. Follow me. Next place many words come from is music. Music. You see, most people, if not all, whether they accept it or not, are influenced by what they hear in music. Why? Songs are easier to remember. You can go to class, you take a lecture, or you're in your school, somebody comes to teach you something, or you're learning something online. It's easy to forget the words that were spoken. But it's not easy to forget the lyrics of songs. I give you a test now. So, cast your mind back. There were songs maybe you knew five years ago. If somebody around you mentions the first two, three lines of that song, you remember the entire song. But if you went for a lecture five, ten years ago, and somebody mentions four or five words, if they mention an entire paragraph from that lecture, you may have no memory of it. Why? Because there is a medium in music 
So when those words are put together in a sound manner, when it becomes music, it sticks to your mind. And that's why we've got to be very careful with the kind of music we listen to. I understand that it's trendy and fashionable. You know, you see young people everywhere with the airports, no excess, everyone is busy listening to something. Sometimes, frankly, I don't know what we're listening to. It's good to listen to music, but you've got to select the kind of music you listen to. Because in that music, there are a lot of words that have ability to influence your life. Guess who is producing most of this music? People who don't have your interest at that. People who are sworn to sway the world in a certain direction. I'm speaking about secular music. People who are sworn to indoctrinate the next generation with certain ideas. So they know how to get you. Say, oh, just give them, put good beats behind it. Forget about the words. Don't let them pay attention to the words. But the words will enter their souls. Anyway, give them danceable tunes. Let the beat be nice. Let the piano be good behind it. But we are shooting the arrow of the words right into their hearts. So the day they need to speak it, they bring it forth effortlessly. That's why we've got to be very careful about the wiles of the enemy. We should not be ignorant of his devices. Once we are ignorant that this is what he's trying to do, then we become victims. Mind the kind of music you listen to. Mind the kind of movies you watch. Mind the kind of places you go to on social media or internet in general. Mind them. Anything that is not of God in the music you listen to, delete it. What did I say? Delete it. Anything you see in a movie that does not represent the mind of God, what do you do? Delete it. Anything you see on social media that does not promote Christ, what do you do? Delete it. You've got to delete these things because they are cancerous seeds. As they go in, they begin to multiply their kind. A bad seed will only produce bad tree. A bad tree will produce bad fruits. Inside that bad fruit, there are thousands and hundreds of bad seeds that will produce new bad seeds. And the cycle continues. That's why the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it comes the issues of life. The words we produce control the issues of life. But how those words come about is through the external environment. And that's why we have to be very careful. The last but not the least place that these words come from is where they call the streets. Some of us are not on social media because of our family background or social economic status. Some don't even have opportunities of watching movies on Netflix or other movie streaming platforms. Maybe some do not even hear music on their own. Maybe they don't even have a phone. They, they hear it from the environment. You know, growing up, I was in that category. Uh, you just live in an environment where everybody's playing a lot of very loud music. And from, from it, whether you like it or not, some of those things are entering your mind. Now take more time to push them. This place is called the streets. So some people hear certain words on the streets. In their community, you live in a certain community where certain behaviors and words and patterns are prevalent. So you begin to find yourself imbibing those words unconsciously, subconsciously. You need to also guard your heart against them. So it's not just the internet or those areas that come from technology. 
depending on where you stay, depending on where you live, depending on where you work, depending on where you go to school, depending on the community where you grew up. Mind the things that comes from such environment. Hallelujah. As Christians, it is important that we have a different set of words other than that which the word brings. How do you know unbelievers from Christians? If Christians and unbelievers speak the same kind of words, unbeliever uses a bad word, believer uses a bad word. How do you tell the difference? That's not what God intends. In this kingdom, we have our lingua. We have the way we speak. We have the way we communicate. There's a spirit behind what we say. And that spirit is necessarily different from the spirit of the world. So as Christians, we must not speak words that corrupt. Because that's exactly what Jesus was saying in that Matthew chapter 15. He says, those things we say have the ability to corrupt us. It's not what you put into your mouth. It's not the food. It's not the burger. It's not the, the juice you drink. It's not the, the coke you drink. It's the words that come out of your mouth that have the ability to defy you. Don't ever forget that. Words can defy a man. Words. Not deeds. Words can defy a man. Of course, our words influence our deeds. So what if those words that are bad are not there in the first place, they will not lead to bad actions. So Jesus said, a man is defiled by the words that comes out of his mouth, not by the things that goes into his mouth. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. I'm going to read to verse 31. This was Paul the Apostle admonishing the Ephesian church. He says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. Can you help me preach this to somebody? Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. This is an instruction. Oh, the Bible recognizes it. There are corrupt words. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. But what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you. Hallelujah. With all malice. So the Bible is saying there is something called corrupt words. There is something called evil speaking. Those who embrace those kind of words, he said you are going to be grieving the Holy Spirit. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. The Holy Spirit is your seal. So you cannot afford to grieve him by issuing corrupt words. You have to put away every evil and corrupt word from your mouth. I know there's something called prayer pressure. And you know, it subconsciously drags us into that pit where we want to sound like them. We want to speak like them. We want to feel like them. We want to dress like them. No, don't do it. You are a believer. You are a Christian. And if you are not, you have an opportunity to change. We have an opportunity to change. My senior pastor, Reverend Yomi Kasali, he tweeted a thought uh, a couple of months back. He said, if you cannot beat them, don't join them. He said, 
But believe them. You know, the normal way that that statement goes is that if you can't beat them, join them. Say, no, 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 no. If you can't beat them, don't join them. Leave them. Leave peer pressure alone. If everybody wants to go in that direction and you know it's the wrong direction, don't follow them. It's not for you. It's not for you. Are you going to the same place they are going to? If they are not going to the same place you are going to, leave them. But don't join them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to read Colossians chapter 3 verse 8 to 10. It says, But now you yourselves are to put off all this anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Hallelujah. There are certain things we say that are dirty, that are blasphemous. We must delete them out of our mouths. Any word that is blasphemous, we must delete them. See, there's something very instructive here. Verse 9. He said, do not lie to one another. Since you have put off the old man and his deeds, and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. This is going to lead me to the, the third category of words you must delete. These are words of blasphemy. Words of blasphemy. Say, wait, wait a minute. Don't use words of blasphemy. And remove from your mouth filthy language. Okay? Why do I need to do that? And that verse goes on in verse 9 and 10 to say, the, the protocol is that you first put off the old man and put on the new man. That is, you've got first to delete the bad words before you can install the good ones. It's just like what you have on your phone or your computer. You have a file that is corrupt. You've got to delete it first before you install another one that will override it. Out of which, when you have done that, you now install what is called an antivirus. Something that protects your system, your phone, from getting corrupt again. That's the Holy Spirit. It's the seal that comes upon your heart to now keep you whole, to keep you whole, to preserve you, to see you. So, the protocol, why? Delete everybody what? To install the good words. That's what we're going to do next week. Stock it up. That's our topic for next week. We're going to stock up the word of God. After deleting bad words, then we stock up with good words. Then, thirdly, we will now install that antivirus that will fill our hearts and experience with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the third category of words I need you to delete are words of blasphemy. Today, it's no longer a secret that the devil is actively recruiting young people into his army of people who speak against the Lord. In the name of, oh, we are woke, we are, we are aware, we are, you know, we are enlightened. The devil is deceiving you. Don't join them. Don't join those who go on social media to mock God, those who go on social media to ask questions. If you are seeking God genuinely, I understand. Talk to someone. Come to us. We, we are there. Send us messages. We will respond to you. Listen to messages from men of God. They will show you the ways of God. But if you come there attacking, you are attacking God. In the name of, oh, we, 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 we just walk. We are an enlightened generation. We don't want to be brainwashed. Who told you we were brainwashed? You can have a personal experience with the Lord through His Word. So this religion is not empty. It is full of the power of God. If that's what you are seeking, come to the Lord in the right manner. Seeking, not attacking. 
Don't join those who make jokes and make light of spiritual things. Divine things are not to be treated as, as regular, as normal things. You must revive the Lord. Don't join those who speak words of blasphemy just to feel uh, like you, you are getting clout on social media so you can have many likes, you can have many people following you. That's not how it works. I'm going to quickly read Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. From verse 32. There's something very important I need to highlight here. Hallelujah. Yeah. It says, anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him. Either in this age or in the age to come. This is scary. This is scary. We go back to our anchor text. I will continue to read. Either make the tree good and its fruit good. Or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Brood of vipers, how can you be able to speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. What you treasure will tell us the kind of words that will come out of your mouth. Hallelujah. So you ask him, as you round off, how do I delete these words? If it's a negative word spoken to you, spoken by you, delete it in prayer and replace it with what the Lord says concerning you. The Lord has many sweet promises concerning you. We will come to that next week when we begin to appropriate them into our lives and see what the word of God will do to you. All about defining and blasphemous words, what do I need to do? You need to delete them. Delete them and displace them with the word of God. Remember the analogy. You must first delete. Then you must install the right word. Then you seal your system with the Holy Ghost that presents you faultless before Jesus and preserves you whole. Hallelujah. This is what we are going to do. And um, before, before we round this off, I'm just going to lead us to pray. I'm going to lead us to pray. I know that many of us have deeply personal issues. Things that only God can remove from our hearts. It's so deep. It's been there for long. And as I'm speaking, I say, Pastor, you don't understand it. This has been my identity for a very, very long time. A very, very long time. And even if I, I, I want to delete it, it comes back. I deleted this week. It comes back next week. I want you to pray a believing prayer with me. Are you ready to pray? Yes. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Like Jabez, I come to you today. I come to you today. Ask him that you will transform my name. That you will transform the expression that the Lord has put on me that is moving my life. In a negative direction. Lord Jesus, I want to change. I want to change. I want a new name. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Every bad word.
that has been used against me that is forcing my life to go in the wrong direction. I believe that in the place of prayer, I Blessing Mama Carl to give us some announcements and to take offering. I want to make a very important announcement, too, actually. Next week, by the grace of God, we continue. Don't miss it. Join us same time next week. The topic is stock it up. Stock it up. We are going to stock ourselves up with the word of God that will move our lives in the right direction. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. And our second announcement I would like to make is that for our soccer camp year 2020. We are cancelling it for the year in view of COVID-19. However, we shall continue to meet on this platform for a one-hour service until further notice. And I pray that as you come, the Lord will bless you really good in the name of Jesus. Don't forget to share this message with other people. Send the link to your friends, your colleagues, and to anyone who has teenagers in their lives. I know as, I, as they listen that the Lord will bless them and do them good in the name of Jesus. Again, put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Amen. Thank you for listening. To get copies of messages, kindly visit our ministry material store and also worship with us at Foundation of Truth Assembly Headquarters on 40 Stroke 42 Imam Dowder Street off Eric Moore, Lagos. God bless you.